Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this episode of Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger, talking all things March Madness. The tournament is upon us. I'm excited, TJ. You have told me you think this is better than bowl season, so it is currently your favorite time of the year. I mean, it is definitely a great time of the year. I'm, I was a little bit... There are games on right now, as we speak. Um, typically, today would have been the first day of March Madness. I I don't like the... I like the the way it usually is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Getting the fourth day on a Monday is just kind of weird. Um, but I'm going to try to be positive. I'm going to try not to complain. Again, there are games on as we speak. So as soon as we wrap this up, we can kind of get into some. It's a 16 seed game going on right now between Appalachian State and Norfolk State, but then UCLA and Michigan State take each other on tonight. Um, both teams with disappointing years. I know we're jumping right into it, but still two college basketball powerhouses. So excited to see that our teams start off the next couple of days. Florida plays the first game in the, the best day of, to me, the Thursday, Friday, well, in this year, Friday, Saturday of college ba- of, of March Madness is the best. They're the best two days of like back to back sports. And then, you know, you could say the best four days, the best four consecutive days of any sports are certainly these four days. And I don't even really know what would get close to it, because even when you think about like college football, there there are never like four consecutive days that are just like, oh, these four days are, are the best. Ever. So just wall to wall action games like you get up. And get ready. Well, we get up earlier than this because of the kids. But like, you get up and get ready, and there's just basketball on the rest of the day until you're like falling asleep watching the late game at night. So, I'm super excited. Florida plays first thing tomorrow, twelve fifteen, for the entire world to see uh, the Fighting Mike Whites going up against the ten seeded Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, what are your thoughts on UF's chances in this tournament, this game, just going forward? Um, so I'm not super confident in this Gator team just in general. Um, I think that they have been incredibly hot and cold, have not been pretty down the stretch. Um, they lost in the second round of the SEC tournament to Tennessee, a team that they had beaten by 30 points earlier. 
uh, in the year. So, uh, you know, not real high on them. However, Virginia Tech is missing uh, one of their starting guards, Jalen Cohn. Um, so I guess in theory that helps some. Virginia Tech has had a lot of COVID issues as of late. Um, they missed several games the last month of the season. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that could potentially play in Florida's favor. I don't know. Maybe it plays in Virginia Tech's favor if they're more, he- if they're more healthy. Um, but I feel like it's not really the same with basketball as it is with football. Like it's better to kind of get into a groove. You're not as concerned about injuries like wear and tear like you are with football. So I, I would say it's probably a, a, a benefit for Florida. I, I would like to say – I. Off the top of my head, Florida probably exits this tournament in the second round. Um, I'll love Mike White, right? That's that's kind of what he does. But I'm still at the same time a little bit hesitant to pick Florida against Virginia Tech, even though logic tells me that they'll win. Yeah, I mean, for a 7-10 matchup, Florida seeded better. The spread is even, so there's no like, you know, there's there's not even really a favorite. Uh Florida, if they're able to advance, would go up against most likely Ohio State, uh, a two seed. And I really think that would be the end, which at that, that point... That is a team that Florida seems to always beat, though. So maybe that would not be a bad thing for the Gators. Maybe not. I think this year it might be. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. um, but maybe if you're living on some of that history, there is a... You know, it can be done. Um, I think that... I don't know. It's kind of like Florida State, right? Like Florida State at times got up to the number 12 team in the in the country, also battled with some COVID issues and stuff like that. But, you know, if they win their first two games and get to the Sweet 16, their immediate matchup is, num- you know, a one seed in Michigan. Right. If they lose that game, I mean, it's, it's really hard to hold that against them. I think if Florida loses to Virginia Tech, that's a problem. But if they lose yeah. to a two seed Ohio State where Ohio State for – a portion of the year looked like they were going to be a once, you know, like uh, it's hard to hold that too hard against them. Now, if they would come out and lose by 30, I think that's an issue. If they play Ohio state well and lose in the second round, I mean, I think that's fairly respectable. Um, but crazy, crazy things happen in this tournament. You know, we were watching Karen. So I were the watching fun of it, right? Oh, it's the best. She's my wife says like, I can't even take it. I can't even take the stress level of it. You know, every possession is, you know, down the, down the wire is, you know, there will be three buzzer beaters tomorrow. Like, you just know it's going to happen. We were watching the Mm -hmm. Syracuse Virginia game the other day and Virginia walked it off with a three uh, at the buzzer to win their route. Yeah. That was like the quarterfinal at that point in the ACC tournament hit that a three at the buzzer to win the game. And she just looked at me and said, oh, March Madness is back, isn't it? You know, like she knew she's not the biggest sports fan. But like it's just there will be three of those tomorrow. Somebody's going to get upset. There will be some low seed is going to get upset. Like it's just so much fun. It's fun watching everybody complain about their brackets getting busted. Um, I'm telling you, this tournament, the thing about it is, is uh, college football now is so spread out. Remember when like on the first of the year, there used to legitimately be like 10 bowl games. Like it was the best day. Like that yes, was the best day. That was now the best it's. Day. And so that's why I think, I think that's why like I'm flipping over to like in March madness more is because college, bowl season is so spread out now. Um, 
and nobody yes. plays in it because the bowls are meaning, you know, like it is fun to want to turn so, on and watch from morning to night all the way through. They've got it on multiple channels. There was definitely something if, to be said about that day. If and if there's a dud of a game, you just flip the channel. Like it's on four different channels all the time. Yeah. The you just flip the now with college football on the first, there's like four games the whole day. Like the Outback yeah. Bowl and the Capital One Bowl are like first thing. And then you get like the Peach Bowl afternoon and then the Rose Bowl. At, at five and then eight. So if there's like a blowout of a game, you just have to watch that or go do something or take a nap, like go do something else, you know, whereas this, you know, you've got kind of fun all day. The 16 games, the first two days, which is just a ton of fun. So Florida starts us out. Um, and then Florida state doesn't open the day, but is the second game on Friday, Florida state plays uh, UNC Greensboro a little bit more, uh, or Florida State, not a little bit more, but is the favorite here uh, in that game, and should their ten and a half point favorite should beat a thirteen seed in UNC Greensboro, who wasn't stellar, uh, won their conference, and that's how they got in. Would not have been in the tournament if not for winning the. Um, my goodness, what are they even playing the the Southern Conference? So. Florida State should win in the first round. They should win in the second round. I think the expectation for Florida would be to win your first round or matchup. For Florida State, as a four seed, I think it's you need to get to the Sweet 16 and then kind of see where the chips fall from there. Uh, but I think it'll be tough for them to, to get past Michigan once we get to that point. We, I'm trying to think of when the next round again. So we will do a show again after the first weekend. So we'll do a show before that sweet 16 happens. So we can, we can talk about who met or failed or exceeded or what expectations uh, looked like before the sweet 16 happens. Um, Do you have your final four picked? Like, are you confident in your final four? Like, where are we at with this? No, absolutely not. Um, I'm actually planning on fully filling out my bracket tonight. However, I, uh, will kind of give you a rundown. I feel like if Gonzaga doesn't win at all, they're doing something wrong. Um, essentially. I don't, I just don't think that it's a very good field. I think we've seen a lot of uh, inconsistency this year. A lot of that having to do with uh, the stopping and starting over and over again. Um, I just, I, I think it's Gonzaga's tournament to lose. Right. Um but I know you had told me that you have Alabama moving on from their uh, division. Sorry to spoil that for you. I just am not sure that I buy this Alabama team. Um, I think part of the reason that they look so good <laughs> is because everybody in the SEC has been so bad um, this year. So I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, they start out with Iona, right? So like clearly they go on through there, but even our powerhouses like, like UConn and, and teams that are like usually semi-decent, uh, Maryland, uh, you know, Georgetown, like we're looking at, they're not even good this year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, God, I'm trying to look over these and see what I think. I think West Virginia has a decent shot coming out of the Midwest. Um, that would not shock me if they made the final four. Um, I guess it's, would be the easy way out to pick all number one. So, uh, but I don't know. I think that West Virginia has a shot in that bracket. Um, Michigan's not, 
not as strong as a number one as I feel like we would see in a normal year. Um, but uh, I just don't, I don't know that I think Alabama can get it done. Who do you have coming out of the South? You have Baylor, right? Is that what we decided off there you had? Yeah. And I think that Baylor is somebody that can com- is a team that can compete for the championship. I will be completely transparent and say that I've watched more of the one seeds just because they've played in more of the big games sure. in college basketball. So like, I couldn't tell you, you know, like if Purdue or Arkansas really have a chance to like upset right. Baylor, like, right. I, you know, I, I expect Ohio state to be there in, in that elite eight matchup, but I yeah. think Baylor is somebody that can compete with Gonzaga. I know Gonzaga is the trendy pick to go on and win it all. Uh, but I, I don't think even Baylor know that could, I think it's trendy. Like, I feel like it's just like looking at what's there. It's what is the logical pick, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the like Vegas odds go there. To me, though, like Gonzaga plays nobody all year and then gets to the tournament and usually and ends up losing before because they're not playing the teams. Say, with they're also going to play no one. <laughs> well, not until the not until they get to that elite eight, but or I'm sorry, that final four. But they get to the final four and make it to play like Alabama or. Michigan now yeah. their second play, best player or Florida State who's been super inconsistent or just whatever like there's nobody really on yeah. that side so then once they got to the championship a Gonzaga and Baylor or Gonzaga Illinois matchup would be really really good but I think Baylor could could be there I don't know this term is so hard like it's so it hard is. to win it's six so consecutive hard. games you know we all know Gonzaga is going to win their first two games like you know the 16 seed or Oklahoma Missouri not upsetting them obviously that probably will happen for um, me saying it, but, um, yeah, no. So in that South region, I have Baylor moving on. I think North Carolina could give them some trouble. If North Carolina gets there in the second round, North Carolina has been playing a lot better as of late. They have been pretty bad this year. Um, yeah. but just a team with a ton of talent. And if they get hot and play well on any given night, I mean, they could make some noise. I mean, still Roy Williams, still UNC Were they yeah. as good this year as they normally are. No, but, if they can get past North Carolina, then I think they get. I think they win the the two games in the next round and they get to the Final Four. Um, what's next? Um, well, I was going to ask you what. Do you have any thoughts on Texas? Um, so there's a decent chance, you know. Well, I guess Florida State probably doesn't run into them until pretty far. Yeah. Uh, so that so we see them. It, in, but if we upset Michigan and they upset Alabama, then you know, assuming that both teams or all four of those teams get there, right? Um, then yes, like I, I mean, that would be what I would prefer would be to see Texas. I think that Texas and Florida state are about evenly matched. I think that Florida state would have been a three seed if they didn't have a horrible game against Georgia tech in the ACC championship where they had 24 turnovers, um, and still nearly won the game. Like they shot like 60% from the field, just could not stop turning the ball over. Like every, every possession either ended up in a made shot or, or a turnover. And so um, if Florida state can kind of clean that up, I like them against the Texas team. Now I think Alabama would be much tougher, obviously then you're going to have to upset Michigan as well, but Florida state's been super inconsistent. So could Texas make the final four? I don't know. I think that Texas would, I think that Alabama beats Texas if that is the sweet 16 matchup. And then I'm not confident that Texas beats either Florida state or Michigan either. Now, if a kind of a, wild card gets there like a Colorado or 
an LSU or something like that. LSU played really, really well against Alabama in the championship game. Can they do that four to- or three times? I, I don't know. But, like, I don't see Texas beating Alabama, Florida State, or Michigan. Um, but, I mean, they could, right? Like we said, crazy things happen in this tournament. So they could. Well, I mean, it wouldn't really be crazy for a three to beat a four, right? Maybe the other teams, but. Yeah, no, not not. I'm not all. saying I, Texas will beat Florida State, but that part wouldn't be crazy. Would not be nuts at all. Florida State was the highest four. So, I mean, they were right on the verge of being a yeah. three. So, to me, those yeah. teams are those teams are equally mad. Like, they're about yeah. the same. Um, so, uh, you know, I like the way that Florida State matches up with them, probably being a homer. Um, you know, but I I think it'd be really tough. I don't see Texas as a Final Four team. I don't see Florida State as one either. I think Michigan ends up beating them <laughs> in the Sweet 16. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I'm being a homer. If Florida State could find a way to beat Michigan, then yeah, I think they'd beat the next team. But I don't think they beat Michigan to even be in that position. Um, yeah, so that that bracket, you know, Michigan down there, second best player. I didn't know who to pick, and so that's why I just kind of went with Alabama. They've looked really, really good at times. If they can turn it on and be good during this tournament, um, I think they could make the they could make the Final Four, and that's why I picked them. Um, more of that had to do just with the inconsistency of everybody else in that East region. But if Gonzaga goes all the way through their bracket and then gets to play Alabama in the final four, I mean, Gonzaga is going to the national championship um, where I think they'll see Baylor is, is kind of the matchup that I have at this point. I uh, Gonzaga's not though, like this Villanova team from two years ago, two, three years ago. I'm trying to think cause we canceled a year, the Villanova team that just ran through everybody ended up winning the national championship by like 20 points. Like it was like none of their games were close against anybody. I don't think Gonzaga is that much better than everybody else. And so I think yeah. it's pretty wide open. Like they're a favorite, but they're not a favorite like that Villanova team. That was the year that Florida state made the elite eight lost to Michigan in the, uh, in the Elite Eight, obviously, winner that goes to the Final Four. Michigan went, not Florida State. And we were all bummed that Florida State didn't go to the Final Four, but we all knew that Villanova was going to run through us. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, it would have been really cool to go to the Final Four. And, you know, crazy things happened there. Michigan ended up beating, um, oh, man, who was the team with the old lady in the wheelchair? Uh, uh, Loyola, Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, yeah. She's Some, there again this year. She's not just yeah. an old lady, it's the nun. She is the the team none. I think so. Florida State would have played them. Michigan beat them pretty bad. I think Florida State would have handled them pretty well. Teams like that end up staying really, really hot, and then they get to the final four against teams that are much better and end up losing. So that is what happened with Michigan. But then Michigan got absolutely demolished by um, Villanova. I don't think that's what happened with the Gonzaga. Like I don't think they're just walking through everybody. I think they'll yeah. walk through these first two games. But uh, I, I think that they're in for some battles once it gets past the Sweet Sixteen. So. Anyway, did we give all four? I don't know if we gave all four yet or not, but. I think you gave your four. I just kind of putzed around because I'm not really sure who my four is going to be outside of the fact that I think Gonzaga is going to win it all. Um. Yeah, I'm picking Gonzaga. I'm, I also put them as all of my. Uh, I also put them like on all of my bracket challenges and stuff. And so. I hope they win so that I win a bunch of money. <laughs> so you can win. So I win a bunch of money and bourbon and everything else. But um, anyway, so we will continue to break down March Madness as it all happens. Um, to the diamond, we don't have much that – well, actually, that's not true. We do well in just about everything but football. Uh, I was going to say we don't have much that we can talk you know, 
Florida State over Florida, but like that's not even true. Men's basketball won, women's basketball won, softball split, soccer, like everything wins except for football. So that trend continued. Uh, Florida State beat Florida 10 to 2 on Tuesday night on the diamond. Did you watch the game? Did not watch the game. I didn't either. I was doing a bourbon podcast. And so um, it was actually an Irish whiskey podcast because. Okay, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, we did it on Tuesday night for St. Patrick's Day. And like all my buddies, all my UF buddies were texting me like, what the heck? It was like five nothing really, really early. It ended up being like 10 to two. And I was like, I guess I'm not watching another game for the rest of the year. So um, <laughs> baseball is uh, certainly not the thing that uh, gets me up and gets excited. To. I but actually I really enjoy watch. watching college baseball a lot more than I enjoy watching pro baseball. I used to go really? to a, Yeah, oh. and I used to go to a lot of Gator games when I was in college. It's just I mean, now it's the new stadium, so it's incredible. But it was a beautiful stadium. It was it was a fun atmosphere. It was directly across the street from the bars. Um, so, yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed it for sure. Now, in person, yes, I, I am 100%. I think in person is, is better than on TV. But I would prefer to watch college baseball on TV than pro. See, I am the complete opposite of that. And I know it shocks Shocking. you that we would disagree on this. But I do not like um, – I don't, I mean, I'll watch it, right? Like if I wouldn't have been doing anything else, I would have watched the Florida, Florida state game the other day. Um, but I don't like it on TV. I like the MLB better for the simple fact of like the play is so much better. Like I don't like college basketball translates really, really well to the NBA. Like a lot of these guys would go to the NBA if there wasn't the one year rule. Um, right. The NFL, a lot of guys come straight from college. Baseball, like the 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 guys that are playing Division One baseball are good in comparison, like with respect, but like they're below I mean, they're yeah. they're essentially on par with like a one A team, right? So like right. you're cheering for the Gators or the Knolls because they're your team, but like the quality of baseball is just so much lower. Like it's, it's a little less than double A. Right. Like it's maybe a, a tad above single A, maybe right on par with single A, but like I'm not watching double A baseball either. So like you watch it because it's your team and you cheer for them and you feels good to cheer for your, you know, the school you graduated from and everything else. But like I just can't watch like they're I mean, like every baseball game ends with like every college baseball game ends with like five errors. <laughs> the scores are always like like the UF's up right now on Texas AM, like 10 to 1. I'm just like, oh my God, like everyone's terrible. <laughs> like the the score the other night ended like 10 to 2. Not that that never happens in the pros, but like I just can't, I can't watch it. It's bad. So this is just my opinion. So, so you don't have to, you don't have to agree with it. I know you hate it. I don't. Me, but, no, um, I don't hate you. I just also don't agree, but just, that's okay. That's normal. Um, But I, mean, I don't love watching pro baseball either i like going i'm going to the fsu game next weekend so like i'm i'm gonna go up there but like that's more for i don't want to flex on everybody on here but like i just got some good seats and in a box and stuff so that's why i'm making the trip but otherwise like i mean i wouldn't i just it's baseball you know like it's a long it's a long it's a long eight hour drive round trip for yeah two and a half hours of college baseball but all right now that i'm done crapping on baseball go Knowles way to win that game um I am here to crap on somebody else, though. Um, have you seen this with Nebraska? Have you seen Nebraska's, you know, yes, newsworthy? Yes, I'm so excited to talk about this. 
So what's going on here with Nebraska? I'll let you lead in on this. Okay. So are you letting me take the lead on this? Um, Oklahoma and Nebraska are supposed to play this football season, September um, 18th, I believe. It is the um, anniversary of the game that was billed as the game of the century. Um, it the, the Sooners lost, I want to say, 35-31. Um, they were the number two team in the country. Nebraska was the number one team in the country. Um, uh, you know, a game that is just like, we're still talking about it 50 years later. So, uh, you know, a, a monumental game in college football lore. Um, so the two teams decided to do a head-to-head in 2021 and 2022. 2021, Nebraska was supposed to travel to Norman. It's, you know, the 50th anniversary, making a big deal about it. I actually read something about like, special uniforms that were potentially going to happen, whatever else. Well, supposedly Nebraska has been shopping around that date to teams. So, which sends the message that they want out of this, right? We don't know what they've said to Oklahoma. They haven't said anything as far as I've seen um, publicly about it, but Brett McMurphy and a few other people have reported that Nebraska is trying to get out of it. I don't know what that does for the game in 2022, if that then voids that game too, I have zero idea why they would be trying to get out of this game outside of the fact that Oklahoma obviously will wax the floor with them. But like, I mean, I don't know. I think that there is uh, something to be said for not only honoring the past, but like they used to be in the big 12 together. This, this was a fun rivalry. This was something that I think fans are, are missing and would really enjoy. Um, so Seems pretty weeny to be trying to back out of this. <laughs> well, I like that. I, I don't know that I've ever heard you say it before. That's hilarious. No, I am 100% in agreement, especially coming off of some of the comments that he's had. Uh, remember, Nebraska was the ones that were trying so hard with Ohio State to get the yes. to play this Stop year. Yes, will play anyone, oh. anywhere. Like They were yeah. supposedly trying to schedule games when Anybody. the Big Ten was telling them they couldn't play. He was right? saying, well, We'll play in Uzbekistan if we have to. We'll play anywhere on the planet. Well, and Scott Frost also, you know, going back to when he was at UCF, had the, well, not really the anyone, anytime, any place. It was the, you come to us and give us one. We go to you. We'll give you one. We're not, you know, compromising on that. But, like, wanted these big games. So it's interesting to see, uh, you know, the, the big talk that we've seen and then, to try and weasel out. Yeah, it's just really soft after they, you know, again, like I said, led the charge, made a bunch of comments about playing anywhere on the planet. I don't know. It just doesn't send a very good message, you know? Like, it totally looks like, you know, you your team sucks, and so you don't want to go get embarrassed by Oklahoma. Oklahoma right. wasn't that good last year anyway. I mean, like, they ended up finishing okay, but they lost some games. They should, they, they weren't great last year. But, like, just go I, take your message- Go take – Go take your L's, man. Like, we're I think gonna go it's get a terrible message to your own players. Absolutely. Too, right? Like, we're gonna we're gonna get our heads beat in by Florida this year, and by Clemson this year, and by Notre Dame this year. Like, just go take them. Like, you're gonna. Get, I just think too. You know, though, like, like it's not like this game is five years down the road and they're trying to weasel out of it. It's this year. Like when you try and cancel five years down the road, your own players aren't taking it personally, right? None of them will be there by the time that that game happens. That's just business from their perspective. I think it's very different when you're trying to cancel a game that's six months away frantically. Like it's literally six months to the day away today. Um, That sends to me the message that you think there's a real problem 
in your program and you don't want to put it on full display any more than you have to, essentially. And I just think, I don't know, that coupled with the history of this game, I just think it's ridiculous. But I do have a solution. Okay, let's hear it. So this is my solution. If I am Gus Malzahn at UCF, I pick up the phone and I call and I say, we'll play you. We'll come to Norman. September 18th, we'll shuffle it around. Uh, We'll come to Norman. We'll play you. And, uh, you know, see what happens. So, hmm. You think you will? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But, I mean. uh, Yeah, because their schedule is probably already set. Yeah, but, I mean, if Nebraska is trying to wiggle out, you got to, like, let me pull up. Let me see what UCF's schedule is. And, I mean, everybody's schedule is set, right? But. Do you have some sort of wiggle room? I don't know. I mean, let's see. Let's see who they have and if this is even. So they're supposed to play play at Louisville on September 17th, which is my birthday and a Friday. So they would potentially have to reschedule or not play against Louisville. Um, It's not Louisville's not a conference game. So, uh, I mean, I think if you're talking about getting a Saturday game against Oklahoma in Norman or traveling to Louisville, I'll tell you what's going to get fans more excited and what's going to get people across the country to pay attention. Do you want to – okay. Do you want to have a chance at winning at Louisville though or going and take an auto L in in Norman? Well, like you know, it depends well. on like what you are – both philosophy is if you I mean I do get both sides of that but if you're going to talk about any time any place we can hang with the big boys we belong in a big conference we 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 you know I would I would make the offer and I would make it public that we made the offer I wonder if they've said anything to um, I don't know do you think um, Oklahoma coaches are reading message boards going oh wait they're trying to schedule someone from September 18th hey hey check our schedule isn't that the day we're supposed to play them yeah like that's kind of what I'm wondering is does does Oklahoma know this you right know? I mean they know it because I know it but like did they know before it was like on the news and stuff like that and message board chatter and things yeah, like that I don't know again hopefully this is not and hopefully they play. Hopefully the um, like the public scrutiny of all of this like scares them back. And maybe it was just yeah. like they leaked it to see how bad it would be. Maybe. And then like the blowback comes back. Like, yeah, we really can't do this. Yeah, this is this is really gonna be bad. So, um, um, but yeah, I hope not. I'd be interested to see the uh, the. I mean, I'd like to see the UCF Nebraska thing. Like, if they're looking for a team, like, let's roll with that. You know, like, let's see if. They- I mean, that too. Either one of those. Like, Scott Frost would would, and honestly, UCF would probably beat Nebraska. At the very least, we'd see a competitive game. We would not see a competitive game if UCF goes to Norman, but I think we would see a competitive game if UCF played Nebraska. So either one, I'm down for either one of those. Hell, throw a line out to both athletic directors. See what happens. Um. <laughs> I think Nebraska's trenches would be a lot for UCF, but UCF's like skill players are just as good. So it's I mean, like I just can- feel like Nebraska's been hot garbage the last couple of years. So uh, it it wouldn't be a bloodbath. It would be a bloodbath with UCF going to Norman. 
Yeah, I think they'd lose that one pretty handily. But I mean, I'd be here for it either way that it happens. Yeah, oh, either me embarrass, too. Either embarrass a blue blood or to UCF to and, get embarrassed. And honestly, UCF fans should be here for it either way because you, yes, it's better to schedule the big boys and win, but getting scheduled with the big boys at all is a win for that. There's probably there's probably no realistic way that it could happen. Like they probably can't. I mean, they could. Um, Wait, you know, they probably can't break their contract with, um, what hey, well, game Peach. of the century, you know, repeat might not be happening. Anything's possible. I mean, UCF doesn't need any more pad. <laughs> uh, I guess Nebraska just feels like they can take theirs, but I bet this scares them back into doing I bet they play. Do you think they play right now or no? Um, it's uh, the only reason I want to say yes is because we have not, heard anything official about Oklahoma being told anything. This is all just like a rumor and it's legitimately six months away from today. We do not normally have scheduling changes six months from today. And like you said about the contracts, who does you or who does Nebraska even get at this point? You know, like who doesn't have a game on their schedule September 18th, like the sisters of the blind might volunteer, but uh, I mean, there's not even a substitute that I feel like Nebraska fans would be okay with. I mean, I feel like there's always somebody lower that you like you can steal with. Like Nebraska could could bring in like a paycheck game, like just pay somebody five hundred thousand, like somebody in you know like the FCS. Or yeah, but that's what I'm really saying. Low. Like you're gonna have to go with a school like a school from like the FCS crappy, instead yeah, like of. And I mean, like what kind of look is that? It's one thing if you're substituting with someone halfway decent; it still looks terrible. But at least you're not summing it with an FCS school. But I really do think that's your only option at this point. I think that's the only thing that they can do to satisfy a game if they don't play this. And that's why I think they end up playing this one. Yeah. You know. Are we getting full stadiums next year? Or this um, year? We have not heard. And I think it will kind of depend on the state. I don't know if it'll depend on the conference or not. Last year conference did have something to say about attendance numbers i think that like the percentage was set by a lot of different conferences i know at least in the sec it was um but i don't know i don't know for sure i know that um in texas major league baseball is getting full stadiums i feel like that's you know promising for the football season right especially if that happens and there's not you know a massive outbreak well did you see we're getting some in-person college graduations. That's a step in the right direction too. Not to jump all over this, but like there was no major spike in Tampa after the Super Bowl. Not to get too crazy down this yeah. line because I know somebody's going to get offended. But um, the CDC also came out with a statement today that like six foot in-person social distancing um, is really not based in anything. Like it's all, it always really should have just been three foot. Like they issued a right. correction. Yeah. That, I that read the study that that is based on it. It basically said there's no difference between three foot and six foot. However, there's a huge difference between one foot and three foot. So basically do you like ever get within one foot of people out in public. Like when you're at Publix, like, do you like go up and get with like a one foot? No, is not but I feel like far. there are people that are like in your personal bubble. And I feel like I noticed them now more than ever. I'm like, Whoa, you're really close. But prior to like, Prior to COVID, I feel like Disney is probably the only place where people were yeah, like we were standing perpetually in, in your bubble. Skip people that like. I mean, my kids are in my bubble all day long, every day. But yeah, I mean, they're cute though. So like, we'll let them. We'll let them have a pass on this one. But like, 
yeah, there's always somebody in line at Disney that like jumps right, right back up. Uh, it, like literally like puts their chest on your back and you're just like, what are you doing? Right. Like, like we will get where to the is rock- this socially acceptable? I can right. smell you. Like this right. is not okay. I, I, like nobody's going to cut you in this line, dude. Like we'll get on right. this merry-go-round and we'll be fine. Right, you're not getting on any faster because your heels are, you know, my heels are touching your toes. Gross. Sweat like the rest of us. Just stand there, bro. Like, so, but yeah, like when I'm at Publix or whatever, like I don't, you know, I'm not not usually within a foot or two of people anyway. Maybe if I'm like walking by them quickly, like on the aisle, but even then I feel like I try and get as far over on the aisle as I can, you know, I mean, it's a quick pass. So anyway, Yeah. yeah. So like, but anyway, all that to say, if we're down to three feet, like I feel like we can get, you know, obviously you can't do a full stadium at three feet, but you could get a lot of people in at three feet, especially if people are coming with groups, right? Like most people don't go to a football stadium by themselves. They're coming with four right. or five people. Sure. So anyway, yeah, I think um, a lot of the schools are saying like it is their plan to have um, full stadiums, right? Like I yeah. feel like Alabama said that, the plan is now. Obviously, things could change between now and then, but the plan is to have full attendance and and other. What like, are we doing attendance-wise at a lot of these spring games? Do we know? Well, some of us are just canceling them and not yeah, having well. them at all. But um, hmm. we we can avoid that conversation. Um, see, I, I don't think so. I would. I need to look some things up. I don't think Florida State is setting an attendance. Um, capacity when i spoke with people at florida state a few weeks ago they said that their plan was to allow full attendance i mean if you're averaging your spring game less than or equal to what you were allowing during the fall i would assume it would be at or less than what you normally have at a spring game because there are some people that will still avoid that kind of situation and And even if everybody came it's probably not going to be additional people Right. So the biggest spring game that we've ever had was 50,000 people at uh, Willie's first one. Right. And so like that was a ton of excitement, a ton of hype. And Florida State's had three really bad years since then. And so like the most that we would have, like I went to, I went to Jameis's second spring game and it was rainy. So like that had a little bit to do with it, but like we were coming off a national championship and it was like, it was like 20,000 people. Right. Like, you know, so I don't think Florida State necessarily set a capacity limit, just knowing that, you know, they did they probably just didn't want to say, like, hey, here's a capacity limit. Because when you set a capacity limit, people are gonna just automatically not show, oh, I won't be one of the 25% yeah, anyway. Right. I'm not gonna so drive like, all the way there to get shut out. Yeah, you just don't set one knowing that you're gonna get about 10 to 15,000 people, right? Like, and yeah. but you don't want to set one and say, like, hey, we can only have 20,000 because then you kind of like discourage people from coming. They could say, like, I mean, there, you know, there's nothing they're going to say to like increase attendance, but they didn't. I, I would think that the strategy is to not limit it. I don't know, but like your places that do care, like do care and have really good programs that they're supporting right now, like your Alabamas and Ohio States and stuff like that. Well, Alabama's going to be a little bit different because of the states that they're in than Ohio State, but like Alabama and Clemson, like I wonder what they're doing. Like what's their yeah. attendance policy look like? Yeah. And like you said, Alabama Al- spring games are usually really well attended. Yeah. And so, like, is it just a, like, is it like, if they open it up completely, like, is it just 80%? So I guess I could just Google this right now as we're talking about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it'll be very interesting to see. Um, yeah, like in 2015, they had 65,000 people there. Um, yeah. Which is crazy, you know, like, but how many people are going to be allowed this year, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Actually, it looks like no, I just I did just find it. Um, nope, that was regular games. So they were down to twenty percent for the games. I don't know. Yeah, don't that know was the SEC. It was twenty percent. Uh. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody's setting limits on it now. I don't know what the rules are. I mean, like you know, states like Texas are just like wide open. Like states like Florida, like there are no limitations on any businesses. Well, at the end of the day, you know, the the an event like that is a business, and so like they take the liability of having gatherings and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, you know, I don't know. They can kind of, I think they can kind of do whatever they want with some measures. Like they're obviously like local and city ordinances and stuff like that. But I don't know. Now, now I just want to know somebody tweet me and tell me like what the attendance policies for these games are. Uh, I know a bunch of you guys are Gators fans, so you may not even know, but tell me if, if you're, if you're not a Gator fan, the attendance policy for UF is 0%. So um, anything else before I upset more people? No, I think you've, uh, Done a good job upsetting quite enough. Thank you. Very good. Um, we may, it, it may be next week. It may be the week after. We may have some exciting news in the next week or two uh, that I haven't told any of you guys about. I know I'm in a bunch of group messages with a bunch of you degenerates, and we talk about a lot of this stuff off the air, and I tell you, but like nobody knows about this. So I think that's good tuned. though, right? I think it's good to not share your good news till your good news is, you know, solidified. Until it's gone through. Oh, it's good news. Oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. It is. It is. I'm just being a jerk. Uh, No, it is. Potential very good news coming for us and I think everyone. I think everybody will benefit from this. So anyway, stay tuned. Some good things happening. And um, we'll be back next week at some point. It won't be spring break, so maybe earlier in the week. We won't have to work around Hayden and Hadley's schedules. But um. We'll be back at some point next week, and I'll see how I can offend you guys next week. Hopefully, with at least one of our teams, mine, not yours, in the Sweet 16 at that point. So that's all I've got for this week. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week.